0: On this episode of AV Week, I get surprised uh, by my friends. And uh, we are celebrating episode 500 because it was about 10 years ago that we started AV Week. So check this out. Uh, we have some fun, but we do talk about some uh, some uh, topics as well. So all that and more next on AV Week.
1: The
2: network for the AV industry. Are you listening to this? This is AV. This 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 is AV Nation. Nation. This is AV Nation.
0: Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Kramer and by Vadio. This is AV Week, episode five hundred. Five hundred. Five hundred.
3: Congratulations, Tim! You did it. Five hundred and it did freeze over.
1: Holy cow, dude, 500 episodes. Congratulations. AV Nation, 500 episodes, that's amazing. Congrats. Thanks for everything you do for our industry. 500 episodes. Now that's impressive. Tim knows my favorite ones are the ones we do at 7 a.m. after late nights.
2: Congratulations to Tim and the team at AV Week for 500 episodes of the most warm, insightful, up-to-the-minute, and genuinely fun AV podcasts out there. Keep up the great work, guys.
3: Congratulations, my friend, on a crowning achievement of 500 massive episodes, and only, you know, 20 to 30 of them are you stuck with me, sometimes Bradford. But in all seriously, uh, seriousness, congratulations, my friend. Uh, it's amazing to see where aviation has come from the beginning and our humble beginnings to where we are today. Congratulations, buddy. Talk to you soon. Oh, and
1: hey, Tim, calm down. 500? Has it really been 500? Well, congratulations on that. And it's truly been an honor to take that journey with you. And I look forward to many, many more and to our breaking bread together soon in person. To you, Tim, and the team at AV Nation.
3: Tim, you're great at what you do. And when you launched AV Nation, you applied it to our industry in a really cool way. Congratulations on your 500th episode.
2: Yay. 500th episode. What an accomplishment. That's so exciting. Congrats, Tim and Matt and Bradford and George and Don. I'm grateful to call you guys friends and I'm proud of everything you've accomplished. So congrats and cheers to the next 500 episodes.
4: Thanks for all you do, Tim. You've created a great community for the AV industry and in 500 episodes, You've given a lot of people a voice and a venue for their passions and their perspective. I can't wait to see what you're going to accomplish in your next 10 years.
5: This is Mitch, the producer, usually in the background for uh, obvious reasons, wishing Tim a happy quincentennial episode. I think it's crazy, I've been here since 380, so thank you first for giving me a job. And I really think this just speaks to how loved you are in this industry, not just aviation, but Tim, you have such a profound impact on this industry to bring so many people together. So truly, thank you. Now, enough of the staff. Let's get back to it.
1: Hey, Tim, congratulations on your 500th
2: episode. That's awesome. Looking forward to another 500 more. All the best. It's a shout out to Tim Albright and crew at AV Nation. Congratulations on your 500th episode. Thank you for all you've done for the industry.
4: Woohoo! 500.
1: 500. Zero zero. That's a lot of numbers in podcast world. Congratulations, AV Nation. Congratulations, Tim Albright. Uh, knowing that this started as just a little you know, get together that you press record and see uh, what would happen from that point on. Hey Tim, congrats on episode 500. I really appreciate what you've done for the industry and the opportunities you provided. Uh, Rich and I really enjoy doing a state of control and I, I really feel like I've grown so much from being part of the AV Nation family and I've also gained a good friend, so thanks. I, I'm so glad that we've had the opportunity to meet and work together and it's all because of AV Nation. This is Mike Blackman saying congratulations to the AV Nation team on your 500th edition. Uh, Mitchell and Tim, congratulations. Great job. I'm looking forward to the next 500.
6: Congratulations, Tim, on the 500th AV Week. It's quite a feat, my friend, and I wish you many more to come. I can't believe it, Tim. 500
1: episodes of AV Week. What an amazing accomplishment. Personally, my favorite, episode number 62. And I'm glad you learned how to pronounce my name. Love you, sir.
2: 500 episodes let's go rise and grind Tim congratulations on all your success
1: can't wait to see what you do next my friend hey Tim it's Peter her from Shore. congrats on your
5: 500th episode of AV Week that's super exciting have a good one take care my friend
1: hey Tim and the AV Nation family I just wanted to wish you a congratulations on 500 episodes of AV Week I've always enjoyed every appearance I've been able to make on it, and I'm glad to see that it's having such great success. Here's to 500 more.
6: Congratulations! Congratulations.
2: To Tim and the crew at AV Nation for 500 episodes of AV Week from us here at the Castle. Cheers! Cheers!
1: Hey Tim, I'm coming to you live from up the road in Washington County, Illinois. Congratulations on 500 episodes. I've enjoyed every one that I've been a part of. Here's to 500 more go bears tim congratulations on episode 500 uh to think this started all these years ago in a google plus room where a bunch of uh individuals got together and said hey let's try seeing how this google hangouts thing works and lo and behold 500 episodes later here we are
6: hey tim Congratulations on your 500th episode. Great job, man.
2: Tim Albert, 500 episodes. Congratulations. I'm so excited for you. Cheers to the next 500. Can't wait. Congratulations to my favorite team members and friends, AV Nation Media, on our 500th episode.
6: Hello, my friends at AV Nation. Hey, this is Clint Hoffman from Kramer Electronics wishing you congratulations on your 500th episode of AV Week quite an accomplishment.
2: Hi, Tim, it's Lindsay. I am so excited and proud of you for making it to 500 episodes. 2020 was a hell of a year, friend, but you know what one of the absolute bright spots of mine was you. I can't believe actually scratch that. I can totally believe that you've made it 500
1: and you're going to keep leading a team, leading a passionate program into 2021 and beyond. Way to go.
6: Congratulations,
1: Tim, Matt, George, Bradford, and the entire AV Nation crew. What a milestone. So happy for you. Wow,
5: 500 episodes of AV Week. That is an amazing milestone and accomplishment. Congratulations to you and the whole AV Nation team, from the whole team here at Residential Systems,
0: which is us. Hello, this is Joel from SHORE. Congrats to Tim and Mitchell at AV Week for their 500th episode. Thanks for having me as a guest, and we'll talk to you soon.
3: Tim, many congratulations from everybody here in the UK on your AV Week 500th episode.
2: Congratulations, Tim, on your 500th episode. Can't wait to celebrate.
3: Tim Albright,
2: congratulations on your 500th episode
0: of AV Nation. Thanks for being a continued trusted source of news for the industry, a great friend, and also a great supporter. Always a pleasure being on your
2: show. You keep it fun and super classy. (laughs) Cheers to you and 500 more, my friend. Congratulations, Tim and AV Nation on 500 episodes of AV Week. So proud to be a part of your community and have you be a part of ours. This is AV Week. Congratulations, Tim. You rock. Congratulations on 500 solid AV
5: Weeks. Well, from everybody here at Extron, Congratulations, AV Nation, and in particular to you, Tim. 500 episodes, that is quite a milestone. Uh, You guys should be very proud, and we're very proud to be working with you. So keep up the great work, and uh, congrats.
0: Tim Albright, your friends here at Peerless AV want to congratulate you on an amazing feat, number 500, from an industry that's very, very lucky to have you. Great job.
3: From your Jeep family in Georgia.
6: Congratulations on
4: your 500th episode. episode.
3: Love you, Tim. Hey Tim, it's Dave Globke from Harman, just wishing you a happy 500th birthday. Dad, they
1: mean 500 episodes.
3: Episodes? Yeah. Oh, well that's only like one episode a year. Tim,
0: 500 episodes, quite the ride my friend. I look forward to seeing 500 more episodes and bigger and better things to come. Again, congratulations.
2: There are a few shows that have reached 500 episodes. Some of them include Lassie, The real world, and who wants to be a millionaire? And now AV Nation has joined that ranks. Congrats, Tim and team!
5: This This is is AV AV Week, week. episode
4: (laughs) 500, 500 recorded Friday, March 19th, 2021. And now here's your host with the most, Tim Albright. Oh yeah, Tim. Sorry, it was yeah Tim. Not that
0: guy. (laughs) Which guy? oh yeah it's tim hey tim i want to point out here that nairi has been the nicest to me so far i, I want to point that out <laughs> to you now he didn't granted have to edit your crap grammar for four years Grant, granted he's a tech fan but i'll, I'll right, you know baby. and so i'm sure a uh, and Jack, i'm a dog's Tiger. fan so he's also we'll, thinking we'll to
6: look.
5: himself what did Hopefully i get that's myself into? butler bulldogs right
0: all right, so um, th- that what they just said, it's, it's episode um, 500. So I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I wasn't going to do anything for this episode. I was simply going to say this is A.V. Week and my fantastic guests, Nyree um, Hollingsworth, uh, Corey Schaefer and uh, Jeremy Caldera were the original <laughs> uh, ones on the dogget. And then I've got these three other yahoos, uh, and Mitchell is somewhere in the background. The other Yahoos, in case you're not watching the video, uh, is uh, Mr. Bradford Ben, uh, Matt D. Scott, and oh my gosh, Mr. JD Josh Shrago. That's juris doctorate, so it's Doctor Shrago now. Well, I, I said JD juris, you know, Anyhow, um, so yeah, oh. I wasn't. I was going to say at the very end, thank you guys so much for watching for the last ten years. This is episode five hundred. Yeah, yeah.
4: And then Michelle reached out to us, and then I reached out to Mitchell, and then I started doing. I warned Corey. I didn't. Yep. You didn't have Jeremy and Nyrie on your calendar, so I couldn't warn them. And then I got Josh and Matt to show up, and figured that's enough chaos.
0: And then, so Megan Dutta, uh, our buddy from SCN, she lives in Chicago. Which, if you're not familiar with the the states, uh, it's about five hours that way from me because uh, I'm two hundred miles. Uh, Caldera is halfway between there, uh, and so uh, Megan drove down. Uh, our friends over at, at CTI, uh, who are our new owners, uh, Kathy Kelly uh, and Brandon Connick, uh, drove over from St. Louis to, to surprise us. So that was a we, we've got a cake over there um, uh, and some very nice barbecue. <laughs> so that was our that was my surprise this this uh, this mo- the afternoon when I came out of my office and, you know, uh, got ready to, to, to record the show. So thank you guys. Seriously, I, I do appreciate it. Um, love it. I'm not it's sure what exactly Mitchell is going to do with all of the ramblings and recordings we started before we started this. Um, Bradford did a fantastic job of explaining, um, you know, the last 10 years and how we got started. Um, and uh, I'll say it something is, towards was
4: mostly point. true.
0: It was mostly true. The names have been uh, redacted to protect the innocent. Um
1: there's
4: no one innocent in this
0: group no no nairi again nairi has been the
4: nicest person are
0: you innocent
5: we'll go go with that yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) although if Neto listens to this he'll he'll disagree with that um so we did have a couple of stories and and i i'm not going to necessarily go through all of them because i don't want this to be an hour-long episode um the fun ones though I know. Um we haven't had an hour long one in a very long time. Uh, and that's I even design.
4: cut Matt off on my podcast because he was getting long winded. Yeah, a little bit.
0: That is what Matt does though. Um
4: I'm very practiced at it.
0: And 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 you had some very nice name drops, um, Mr. Mr. Joe Way, and you had technically me, um and a we, couple others. We, we so. named
4: dropped you. We we uh, name dropped you twice. I said
0: times. me. I said <laughs> me. Didn't you cut out one of the name drops though? Which yeah, one? it's Middle at H the one? end? Okay.
4: No, it's the outtakes. See, that's what you should do, Mitchell. Take these and put the outtakes after the credits. So that way we can get the full play counts
0: as a completely, as a completely separate um, recording though, Mitchell. Um, So, I mean, just like in general, you know, um, every week there is something that happens. Um, I'm not necessarily sure that any of these stories are, are are life threatening or or life changing. Um, Mitchell go ahead and put the, the links up though. Um, just because it's, it's it is interesting. The one thing I do want to uh, pick all of your brains, and and, and I'm really really interested in, in Shrago because he didn't technically live through this as an AV, uh, in, as an AV industry person, but he did as a as a student. Uh, we mentioned the fact that Mr. Shrego just got his his um, his jurisprudence uh, JD degree. I don't know jurisprudence. It sounds nice. Um, you got your law degree, Yahoo um and that's
3: why his life was so hard as an editor
0: it was it just made um, up words but nairi i do want to start with you on this and i'll ask you all you guys on, on the on the all around 10 years ago we started this and we're sitting here in 2021 20, trying to get back to work trying to get back into, into spaces did you think in the last the, the, 10 years ago would you have would you have uh predicted the system, the situation that we're in now, and how we all leveraged AV to get around it.
5: Um, I could predict how we would, would leverage AV to get around it, but the speed at which we adopted the technology, and I use the global we um, adopted the technology and used it to keep businesses running, um, and essential function, functions uh, going. Um, did surprise me a lot. Um, you know, we've been doing this for a long time, we knew what the possibilities were, we were preparing for this, at least I was, you know, for organizations to be as uh, telework friendly as they have to be now. Um, and so all of those kind of dominoes were, were, were those bricks were being laid. But the speed at which I've seen organizations just turn on a dime and and uh, adapt the technology and adapt it to their uh, work processes. You know, that, that was surprising to me.
0: All right, Shrego, I, I picked on you because you were a student a year ago uh, and you, you managed to graduate in all of this. What was that experience like? Uh, and what was, it, is, what was it like as a student, but also as somebody who has, has grown up in this industry, knowing what was possible, even though sometimes it wasn't used?
1: Uh, I got a whole new perspective um, from as somebody who when the pandemic hit a year ago, we went from, uh, you know, fully in-person classes and and law school is is being Socratic method and things. It's all about the interaction um, with the professors and with other students. It's so we have that with that suddenly going away and all of it being online. Now you have a a generation gap was kind of one of the interesting parts um where professors that aren't digital natives and are far from digital natives i uh, actually had a professor who worked for mci when email was first becoming a thing um
0: you, you and, had a law professor that worked for mci yeah there's a joke there that i just won't do go ahead
1: um and so we were, you know, tr- uh, what ended up happening was I basically said, look, the, the RIT department was so bogged down with student questions because they never bothered to train the students that we had Zoom accounts to start with that I started offering my services to the professors to train them. Um, and so I was doing one-on-one trainings and one-on-one coachings through Zoom with a lot of my former professors and they were putting out the word. And so I was getting questions from professors I didn't have just trying to find a way to help because it kind of came down to, we have to do this. We This is what we're experiencing. We got to go through this. And it was hard because they would get frustrated. And so sometimes classes just wouldn't happen or um, you'd get into the issues of really poor network connections. And so they wouldn't be able to share uh, their screens. And so it made it made it a lot harder for students to learn uh, because you're not seeing any materials anymore. And it's, it, it's sort of you, you check out. I mean, I can say the exhaustion of online classes for a year was ridiculous by the time I was done, I had done spring, summer, and fall terms. So I was in zoom classes four or five days a week for nine months and I'm, and I was just done um, by the time I was out. So Knowing what I knew and realizing how poor the translation is from expert technologist and service provider and designer and all of those things to the everyday user, there is this knowledge barrier between the two, um, and there's a lack of empathy that really existed for those that were struggling to figure out how to do this, because People were just getting so frustrated so quickly because of everything and the stressors and the emotional and, and mental strain. And it was a really interesting time to see how a lot of people that were digital natives just had no patience and basically gave up. And other people who were trying to figure out how to make this work and trying to make this work for for others, um, they, you know, it became a 14 hour a day job. And so it was this really, really interesting dichotomy between those two um, watching that happen. Whereas I just, I literally went back to being a consultant to a certain degree. I sat in front of my giant, you know, monitors that I had acquired during my AV career and, you know, in my comfortable home office with my either really strong Comcast connection or my fiber connection uh, now, because I fiber to the home. Woo. Um, And I, you know, it wasn't as big a deal for me. It just kind of became exhausting after a while. Um, but it was more of a how can I find ways to help? And what this, what it really did was allow us to tell the story better of how technology integrates into people's lives in more ways than they realize and how it facilitates the human connection, how it facilitates um, the exchange of knowledge, how it facilitates all of these things. And I mean, I'm getting close to Matt Scott winded state at this point. Like I just keep going on and on.
0: I, I would need close. another
1: 45 minutes to fully hit that mark, but I'm going to stop right, right so there. I'll, I'll so I'll stop you, can... you now
0: and, and transition Bradford. And there's a, there's, a, there's a method to my madness here and we'll end with with Matt and, and Caldera, the, the two integrators here. Um, Bradford, you're, you, you've got, you had feet in in end user land, right? So you were with Nairi, but you also had just come from manufacturer land. So So give me your perspective. On you know, COVID and AV and and you know getting out of this.
4: Well, actually, about a year ago, uh, I wrote a blog about this. And I think it still holds true. Uh, we in the AV industry have the chance to be the helpers that Mister Rogers believes we are, and help people get stuff done. And I think that was a big change. Uh, the first four months. Though, like Josh was saying, a whole lot of hand-holding. There was a lot of time I spent you know, explaining, you don't have to shout on a conference call. If you're connected through the computer, you don't have to dial in. So there was a lot of IT throwing stuff over the wall and reacting quickly. But then stuff started to kind of gel together a little bit. And then it, it started to become, okay, this is fully functional and reasonable. Uh, but then came the, you know, the overuse of Zoom and the overuse of meetings and people forgetting to book time between meetings and and stuff like that. But then there were also chances where, to quote Mr. Bowie, uh, we could be heroes just for one day. Yes, I had to do it, Tim, just for you. I,
0: I, I point out the fact that, that Bradford has brought in Mr. Rogers and David Bowie. Um, probably the only person that could do that. So thank you. Um,
4: and, but the the big thing was, is we also had a huge role to play in telehealth and helping friends with that to me was better than helping people at work because you actually had an impact on someone's life, not their job. And that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. All right, Corey, uh, hundred percent manufacturing. Um, Talk for a second about, you know, seeing your products, you know, um, being leveraged to, like Bradford said, impact people's lives for the better. Right. Um, You know, whether that was the folks that were going home and working from home or the people that were still necessary and having to be in the office, but doing so and connecting with folks remotely.
2: So as a manufacturer, we saw a big uptick in people purchasing uh, video and encoders, decoders, and honestly had a hard time keeping them in stock. And we saw the biggest heroes being really in the higher ed vertical because we were in Q2, people were planning their builds for the summer and they immediately had to pivot in how they did things. So versus doing the full campus build, they needed to accommodate students that were working from home, uh, instructors who wanted to teach in the space, uh you know etc so um it was it was a great for business actually um on that side on the, on the video side and now even in the corporate enterprise market as we look at bringing people back for hybrid because we're never going to go back to the way things were video is a um is a huge push to upgrade every room for video if they if they didn't have video before
0: all right. Mr. Caldera, from an integrating standpoint, and, and Jeremy has a number of, of interesting stories from the last year, uh, some of which have been told on this on this very program. Um, one was the fact of him in, in a deserted downtown Chicago. Just Chicago was deserted, period. Um, and, and Jeremy was still there doing doing his job. What have you learned, uh, both from what clients have asked, plus what you know, folks like Corey and, and other manufacturers have brought to the table?
6: Uh, I mean, like she said, it's, it's all video all the time now, right? I mean, I remember, I mean, not that long ago, year and a half, two years ago, we're having discussions of, uh, you know, when we build out a, a huddle room, is it presentation only? Is it going to be audio conferencing only? Is it going to be video conferencing only? Are we going to invest in the infrastructure to handle the video side of things? It's not even a conversation anymore. Everything is pretty much video enabled. And even if it's a small huddle presentation type space, um it's using the internal camera or whatever you're still gonna they're still planning on some type of video conferencing so um you know i think you know going back to the question you asked at the very beginning of all this right like did 10 years ago could have any of us predicted this the answer is i don't i don't think so at all right um a lot of what it was and i don't think 10 years ago we would have been ready for this even with the technology that we had then right Mm -hmm. i think only we lucked out only in the last year or two has the zooms and the teams and all that stuff of the world been capable of allowing those corporations to shift on a dime to uh, accommodate the at for you know the at-home workers and the remote working and the hybrid model that is going to be going forward so um you know for us as integrators it's an exciting time because like you said you you know we're we're here to help right we're we're the helpers that are going to make this work right we are going to uh, not just sell the gear, which some people, you know, you can buy cheap online, whatever it'll work, it'll get by, right? But but what's the experience you're going to get with that, right? And I, I think that we can come in and we can solidify a plan, you know, as an integration company to work with with anyone to, you know, help them help them be a solution. So.
2: We're big contributors to making sure the economy kept rolling. To be quite honest, right? So I mean, it could have been really devastating.
0: And I think that people. Yes, have- it was
4: and is. Yeah, an, the extent, there,
0: there, this has been said a number of times and, and, and this is not my statement or or or, or brand new by any stretch of the imagination but imagine if this had happened in the 1980s right imagine this had happened in the 1970s corey's right the economy would have ground to a halt in a lot of in a lot of areas
6: depression uh, level right
0: yeah
5: yeah so um it would have been that way in the 90s oh well, yeah. There, yeah there's no way like i i look at my kids and their school and how they you know, again, as I talk about how fast, you know, the all industries pivoted to, you know, being video centric, like I, I went to high school in the 90s, yep. there is no way we would have been able to do what we did um, with the level of technology and capabilities that we had, even in the 90s, even even that recent um, as history. I, it, I mean, it really is the past, I would say, two or three years, yeah, where it got really mature five years, you probably could have faked it five years ago, you probably could have faked it. But 10 years ago, I mean, it was still all appliance based, Tanberg, Cisco, poly, you know, video conferencing. And if you couldn't afford it tough, you know? But
4: I also, I also think 10, 20, probably closer to 20 to 30 years ago, we would have found a different way, so to speak of, you know, correspondence school was a thing before online schools. Homeschooling was a thing before online. So, you know, you look at some of the things that was that were done in the 40s like building the atomic bomb. That was done without all this modern technology. You look at building, you know, a rocket ship that went to the moon. That was done longhand and by sending letters back and forth via postal or through a carrier. So I think we would have not worked at the same level, but I also think we didn't have as much pressure back then because maybe you had, you know, when in 1980s, I had a pager, there was no cell phone. It was an easy, it was fax machines and dial ups were thoughts. So things just took time and people took that time. And now it's the urgency of now. So I agree with you and that we wouldn't have been able to do this, 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. But I think we as a species and, you know, a society would have adapted. And well, I think
5: th- it. Well, see,
1: and, and this is where I want to be the rain on the parade here is. Not you. Know, you. We, Man, i missed about, you,
0: Josh. I missed you, Shrego.
1: We, we talk about how great you. and how wonderful AV and, and it's none of, none of anything that anybody has said is a lie. AV's failure in all of this and continuing failure for the last failure for the last 30 years is not joining the advocacy groups to broaden access to these services. We are serving our clients and we stop there. We don't reach out and notice the fact that literally anywhere from 12 to 60 million people are still without a broadband internet connection to take advantage of these services. And that pisses me off because it, ref- the, the industry refuses to expand and join that fight. And we have a valid case. We have the tools, we have the knowledge, we have the experience, but it won't join the fight. And it bothers me to no end that that is still happening even now. While, and I, I mean, I got in a lot of trouble for this last year when I finally lost it on social media one day. And I basically told the industry to stop patting itself on the back because it's failing. In that regard, it should be a part of this discussion because it provides more services uh, and it provides that connection that other people aren't. And So why it's failing to do that has always been beyond me.
0: And that's more of an advocacy uh, question. And actually, we had a conversation about that a couple of weeks ago when Sure came out um, trying to, you know, lobby the FCC on certain, you know, frequency sales. Um, it, it's, it's piecemeal. And I will give Josh, and yes, we get Josh a hard time. But, you know, there, there are parts that, that yeah, the industry itself um, hasn't done a, an incredible job, let's say, in the last 10 years, advocating for themselves and advocating for, you know, um, their customers. Yes, certain certain manufacturers certainly do, uh, and they do both on the local level and the federal level. But as a group, you know, sometimes it, it does feel like we can do better. And just for the record, I said this on the show and I said this on, on social, I'm not just talking about Avixa. Avixa is not the only game in town. Avixa is not the only organization. Right. There, there are several other organizations that could get involved and simply don't. Uh, you yeah,
2: so much it, power if others got involved. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. It yeah. comes uh, down Matt, to something
3: on a community level though. It doesn't just need to be a VIXA or Cedia or ISE or whatever, CompTA, whoever you want to put in there. Do the associations, do the organizations need to get out there and foster this? But so do the local companies. If you're not trying to see where your expertise can go out and help your local community, you're missing the ball. If you don't go out and find nonprofits in your community, they all need help with this. And what's it going to take? A couple man hours, some leftover gear that you've pulled out of a job.
2: Or if a woman sheer... does it instead of man hours, just 20 minutes.
3: Exactly. The, the, the sheer amount of equipment that gets pulled out of all of our projects and just gets dumped and recycled yeah. that could go and help communities, families, people that don't have, connections or access to computers or whatever Yeah, it's not that hard does it start at the top can the top make the example it can but it's something that i'd love to see more manufacturers more integrators definitely more integrators take a handle of
2: and then all of us can do what Josh did, you know, in helping people get online, right? So there's still that need because the biggest challenge that people have had this year is that human connection, right? So the only connection we've had is, you know, um, you know on phone or, but we know video adds so much more to the connection, you know, and everybody in the industry can help with that.
0: Yeah. There, there's a couple of organizations and about a year ago, a little bit less than a year ago, because it was the first couple of months. Um, of the pandemic, I, I want to say it was the New York Times did a story on the digital divide, and uh, we talked with um, a buddy of ours, Ernie Beck, out of out of Baltimore. And if you're not familiar with Ernie's uh, and his organization, he does a lot of this. He, he connects folks in the in the in the industry with with folks um, that uh, that um, need you know equipment and and, and technology. Uh, so check him out as well as a number of other uh, Chris um, Hope from the the Loop Lab as well up in Boston number of really great organizations yeah. um i don't want to keep you guys because typically I, I only ask you guys for an hour and we're you know uh pushing up against that i will give you guys kind of like the next five ten minutes to say whatever it is you want to say um and i will i'll wrap up uh but thank you guys seriously um for coming on um for joining me for 500 episodes which sounds like a lot uh and no i wasn't going to do anything bradford um i was simply going to say this is episode 500, and I'm Tim, uh, and that's what we do. But um, I do recognize the, the the milestone, and I appreciate the milestone, um, and the fact that you, uh, as listeners, and you, as as my guests, uh, have allowed me to do this for 10 years. So, thank you. So, uh, anybody wants to kick off, otherwise, I will wrap it up.
2: I'll, I'll kick off and say, um, AV Nation has uh, contributed so much to the industry, and one of the things that uh, you have done is you've brought diversity. Uh, you, you've, you've made diversity more visible in the industry. Um, you've dedicated so much time towards women as well. And for that, I'm so appreciative and grateful. Thank you.
0: Absolutely, ma'am.
4: So I, I'll agree with, with Corey. It was pretty amazing to see the impact, a whole bunch of friends goofing off we're able to pull together, uh, but it's also for me on a personal level, uh, not not professional, not job, not any of that, personal, me as a person, it was very impressive to see how quickly some of the ideas we had, such as the diversity rule or the Bradford-Ben rule came into full effect immediately on on AV Nation and we've kept doing it and that's one of those things where I'm proud that we as an organization as well as we as people haven't just talked about it we've actually done it which is one of those things I'm you know I'll say I made the world a little better tim made the world a little better we all make the world a little better so i think that's the highlight of the 500 episodes it's, we can go back and listen to how wrong we were 10 years ago and how wrong Matt ago. was just 10 minutes ago. Uh, but the fact that we've made changes and, you know, made sure representation happens done outreach, done things like that, uh, is pretty huge. Uh, that's the thing I think that, that a change has occurred and, you know, yeah, we're changing as we're going to get more, more resources and more corporate going into, into conference technologies, but these rules are going to stick around and that's how we're going to make change from the ground up. So that's kind of the thing I'm happy about with AV Nation as a, as a company that we've, we've decided to, to keep the principles and reflect the principles that we believe are right. Not the principles that get us money. There was money that was an option.
0: Not, Not Canadian for you, money,
4: Matt. Dang it! And Canadian just remember, as the, the director time of it was converted. and as the director of finance, my work in imaginary math and higher higher end differential equations definitely came in handy. Uh, I do have to have a little talk with you about credit cards at some point. Uh, both. Who's got a credit card, Matt? Remember, I have access. Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: All right, Caldera.
6: All right, so I'm going to take a little bit more selfish approach, and uh, you know, congrats, obviously on 500. But um, you know, for people like me, um, you know, get as I got more involved in the industry seven, eight years ago, you know, right after you guys had started up, um, you know, the connections and the friendships that we've, you know, that I've made, and not just me. I'm going to speak for on behalf of a lot of people, right. That we've made uh, just here doing these podcasts uh, has been great. Right. It's, it's almost like second nature. You do these podcasts and we meet each other at the trade shows and it's like we were friends forever. Right. Uh, I mean, I can say that personally about many of the people on this very call. Right. Um, So I, I, you know, I think, you know, especially you think about it in times like this too, when we're not able to go to these trade shows, we're not able to see each other in person, video, these podcasts, you know, it, it keeps us all connected in, in a way that's that's just fantastic so for that you know i thank you tim uh, and again congratulations
0: thank you and, and one of my favorite stories is, is the first time i ever met caldera um i'll just say it was on a train between here and, Ch- and chicago uh completely and that, random that, we just completely random. Each other. Yeah. all right guys going once going twice
1: well I don't think I'd be anywhere where I'm at without aviation right
0: now. Oh, my foot. Good Lord. Joe, you're a lawyer now. I can now. agree on that.
1: <laughs> I'm technically not a lawyer. I still haven't passed uh, the bar you. exam.
0: Whatever. But, You've got a JD.
1: Um, but you think about it. It's like, and and Tim and Bradford and Matt, you, all three of you know how many times I was told to stop
0: pushing that policy button. And typically it was Caldera who did it, who said it.
1: I. I still maintain one of my greatest achievements in Navy is getting Caldera to swear on the record during a certification committee meeting.
6: Oh, I was so mad.
1: <laughs> it was I think it was our last Infocom in-person meeting and I got him to swear on the record.
6: Yeah. As the <laughs> chair of, me, of CTS, course, but... that was a bad idea, but <laughs> all right, it was a closed meeting.
1: Um, but it's y- y- there were a lot of people that did not want me going down that path and and. A, Tim never cared. He's like, no, write whatever the hell you want. Um, but it wasn't just about that. It was also one of my favorite my, my favorite memories of, of AV Nation is AV Month blogs. You think about the number of people who now have podcasts or now have writing uh, write articles for magazines that got their first shot with us, and it's a long list of people that we we helped raise their voices and give them the confidence to say, to, to realize that even if they're a year into this, even if they're two years into this, even if they're 20 years into this, that they have value, that their opinions matter, and that we want to hear what they have to say, and, and we want to share their story. And that was, you know, there's, there's I have a lot of pride in the articles that we published during those months that gave people new chances. Um, you know, one of my favorites is still uh, Alicia Henley, It's just what, what she's done. And I still remember the first article that came in from her. And I remember how bloody it was when I was done editing it. It was almost as bad as a Tim article. Um, But, you know, it's, she has, she, she's amazing. And she's done so many wonderful things and I love seeing it happen. And, and the amount of growth that has been able to come, not just for the people that you know uh, not just for the community for Aviation nation but for the people that choose to stand up and participate it's it's really showing the leader that you know this is this is a leadership cultivation organization they they push people because they see they have ideas and they want those ideas to spread and this is it's really hard to find any place that's offered that kind of opportunity so open and willingly
0: the, the one, one quick thing about that and I'll, and I'll let you guys continue um avianation was never supposed to be about me um and and yes i have the face for radio and the voice to match and all that fun stuff um there's a reason that i no longer do ed tech there's a reason i no longer do state of control there's a reason that most of the monthlies i don't do um because of what shrago just said is i i appreciate and i i think we need the diversity of voices and we need more voices out there so go ahead man
3: You know, the, to kind of tie in a couple of points, the, the biggest thing that's come out of this for me and for so many people that I've, I've talked to and we've talked to over the years is, you know, no matter what you do, no matter what industry you're in, a lot of times you're on your own Island, you're working in your own business. You're, you're, you're working for someone, you, you run a business, you work for a school. It doesn't matter what it is you're on your own island and you might get to know some people but usually you don't you only know a, a very small circle of people the biggest thing that this group that avi nation that the you know community has done is it's developed into an actual community you say those you you, you use the community phrase a lot Mm-hmm. for any any matter of things. But this one's different. And I've worked in a couple of different industries and have a lot of different quote-unquote communities. This is the only one I've found where I can meet somebody like Jeremy or somebody like Shrago or somebody like Brad or Corey or Tim or Nairi and meet them possibly in person, but most often on Twitter or, you know, possibly on a podcast with them and you become friends and you become confidants and you instantly have someone who you can reach out to for anything. And it doesn't have to be tech. It doesn't have to be business related. Gosh, Josh and I have talked about so many random things and I have taught him so many things. But man, it is... If
1: only any one of them was valuable.
4: Exactly. But now you, really you have think, a big encyclopedia. But well, I think you teaching them about hair care might have been a bridge too far.
0: Not all I'm of us have that robust hairline. hairline that that Nairi, Josh, Bradford, Caldera. That <laughs> was with a bad everybody. joke,
4: dude. <laughs> I have the six head going. Just remember those of us who are who have the extra cooling that our brains need are the, are the smarter ones.
3: But you know, that is the, that is the just of what AV nation is. It's a community where anybody's welcome. Anybody can come in and, and to, you know, Josh's point, we'll have you on a podcast. If you have something to say, whether you've been in this business for 30, 40, 50, 60 years, or if you've been in it for a week and a half, If you've got something to say, or you want to say something, we want to talk to you and we want to be part of that. And it's, it's fantastic. I am thoroughly grateful for having met most of you and Josh. Um, It's, it's been fantastic. And I'm looking forward to possibly getting across the border at some point to see all in person.
4: I I do want to circle back on one thing you said, Matt, and we've talked about it before how much I we're poking fun at each other but we're laughing together 100 ah, percent. absolutely and that's one of those amazing things that happen is it's it's a together
0: yeah yeah now, now i'll give you the last word if you want to say anything if you don't i don't blame you
5: <laughs> well you know i, I you know I, I definitely concur with uh everything that everyone has said uh, first, congratulations on 500 and <clears throat> 10 years. There have been a lot of businesses to come and go in that time frame, and to 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 stick around that long and stay true to yourself um, is commendable. Um, and so, you should definitely uh, uh, kind of give yourself a congratulations for that, and and you know just just say thank you to yourself um, for for being you know able to keep all of this together and. Kind of sort of keep Brad in line from from time to time, Um, but you know to to you know not to repeat everything that everyone has said, but I definitely think that the common theme about just creating a platform for voices um, in the industry, uh, diversity of voices, um, you know, all across the board, whether it be race, gender you know, experience, so forth and so on. That, that's a pretty big deal because you don't find that in a lot of other industries too, as, as Matt said. And so, you know, grateful for the opportunities that I've had to share the stage with you from time to time. Um, grateful for the opportunities to be, the opportunity to be here today. Um, hopefully we can do this again um, and go Jackets.
0: I, I will bring you back when we're not doing a 500th episode. How about that? That's right. Uh, sooner rather than later. Um, all right. Thank you guys. Uh, seriously, Corey, we'll start with you. Um, actually really quickly though, the first time I ever met Nari I- I- in person, I met him, uh, through Neto. Um, we were looking for an end user, uh, for a, a, a panel we were doing for PSNI a couple of years ago, one that Mr. Ben was on, uh, and, and oddly enough, Joe Way and Don and Mead and a number of folks. So, um, so yeah. Um, all right, Corey Schaefer. how do people find you or, uh, or QSC?
2: Cory.shafer
0: at QSC.com or Corey Schaefer on the Twitters. All right. Nyree, how do people find you, sir?
5: Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. I am Nyree, N-Y-E-R-E, Hollingsworth, um, or on Twitter, in Nyree H-N-Y-E-R-E-H. All right.
0: Thanks, Mr. Caldera, sir, how do people find you?
6: Uh, well uh yes email jeremy.caldera at pearl now a new email address and then uh on the twitter at uh jeremy underscore caldera all
0: right Strago, do you want to, anybody to find you how do you mean you don't have a uh you haven't passed the bar yet so we can't hire you
1: well you can hire them you you, you can i just can't technically be your only lawyer
0: okay how does that so, work like i need a like a like a learner's permit
1: Well, you actually in California, they've set that policy up, but I don't know if I'm, I haven't set up for the prep vision. Not important right now. Anyway, you can find me. um, uh, LinkedIn is probably the best. Uh, Srago is a really uncommon last name S R A G O. So it'll be easy to find me there. Uh, You can also find me on the Twitter at a, at J Srago. And then my big accomplishment in the last week is I started my, ssrn page for all of my scholastic scholarship uh that i did during law school and uh so i've got one article that's made it through the approval process and i've got two more pending right now and one more i'm touching up before i put it up there so if you want to see the work that i've like really get into the weeds of the work that i was starting before i went to law school and and now have started to work on um i'm pretty proud of some of these things so you can check out my author page um
0: uh at the SSRN site, mitchell mitchell will also put a link on that so uh, on on this episode's page so all right uh i don't know if i should do age or beauty so one of you two go all right matt go oh all
3: right so is that age or beauty
4: (laughs) no no one's dumb enough to answer that question matt
3: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D Scott or uh, at Aviation or at Omega oh Audi Video uh, or on LinkedIn. Matt Scott is a very common name on LinkedIn, so
4: have fun. Search away. Matt,
0: Matt, Matt D Scott is, is yeah, Matt D Scott's for. really easy to find. Yeah. yeah, all right, Mr. Bradford Ben.
4: Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at Bradford Ben with two N's. You can find me on the interwebs, uh, at advisors.com my new consultancy i started up uh you can find me on linkedin because bradford ben's not very common and if you follow me on the twitters you'll also have the links to everyone on this podcast uh because i'm linked with all of them on the twitters and the linkedin Mm. so you can uh, definitely do that also tim i'm gonna say this for you once
0: Mm. go bears wow mitchell you are recording this right i want i want i want that um don't follow me on the twitters i have said that for 10 years and it works for me um uh, but go by the website if you would please avianation.tv that's avianation.tv you will find this program and a host of others including matt scott's program he talks weekly on what the residential uh, industry is doing uh, side of the aviation industry and bradford show which is the uh, the bradford experiment experiment experience Project, Project, the Bradford Project. Project
4: Bradford. Because Bradford, you guys Bradford, said Bradford, I couldn't. Um, cu-
0: which in the latest one, he talks with Matt Scott because that's incredibly meta. Um, so best check that episode out. Ever. It was really the best episode while Also, yep. while you're there, check out our sponsors. These are the folks who help us and continue to help us bring you this this very show. Uh, we've got some cool things cooking for infocom so check out the website as well. Um, so uh, come back to that and a couple other things cooking in the background um for other folks as well so all that and more at aviation.tv it's avnation.tv thanks so much for listening thank you so much for watching that's all the time we have for av week